Did you get a new phone? Uh, I took it out of the case. I've uh, had this for a while now. Okay. Um, I want to get a new phone, but then I just have no need to. I miss my, I miss my, remember my Nokia that I had, the 41 yeah. pixel uh, phone? Right. The Windows phone? Oh, I really do miss that phone and for its camera. Uh, do you remember that time where... Um, I remember the phone. You remember the phone, right? Bright yellow, massive camera yeah. lens. But do you remember the time we went to the, <laughs> we went to the hard house to work out? And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, like we were changing. And then as we were, like I was changing, I dropped it and the screen cracked. And I remember coming up to you and like, hey, man, I'm going to go home now. And you're like, why? And I'm like, my, my screen cracked on my phone. He's like, and you're like, um, yeah, are you not going to work out? And you're like, <laughs> no, I don't feel like it. And then I went home. I was, I was so sulky. I was so sad. <laughs> I remember you were shaking your head as I walked away, too. <laughs> well, I mean, a workout's going to make you feel better. <laughs> yeah. It's it, not going to fix your phone by, like, going home. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like sometimes when something bad happens, you just kind of need to like decompress somewhere else and just kind of be like, oh, okay, it happened. Because it was it was so tragic the way it happened too. because like it slipped out of my hand and had I just let it fall, it would have been fine. But I tried to catch it and that kind of like catapulted it against the wall. And that's what caused the crack. And I remember, and and then I came to you and I like told you that and you shook your head and I felt even worse. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> it's funny because like if that happened to me, I'd probably go to the gym to work out. Because oh, if I was at just, home, I'd be like, like damn release. it. Yeah. yeah. No, for me, I don't know. It's the opposite. Like I just lose the will to do anything when something like happens like that. I just have to like go home and just like wallow. But yeah, I remember it happened one time when I was in the Netherlands too. I dropped my phone. It was on my way to the office. And so I just got home, I like got to the office and I was like, everyone was like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, hey, just cracked my screen. And they're like, oh, sorry to hear that. And I literally spent like the half the day just kind of just sitting at my desk, not doing anything. Because I was just like not in it. I mean, I get like that. I guess not over a cracked <laughs> phone though. Okay, especially the time in the Netherlands, I just like I was like making really like intern money, intern. Oh, money. yeah. And so I was like, I can't afford it. And I remember like, well, did your phone still work or the screen? It, it worked. It worked fine, but it was so bad that uh, whenever I made a call, I would get like a cut. Oh, on my face. <laughs> and so my boss, he saw me like just being so sad about this this phone so he like at the end of the day he came up to me he's like whispered he's like Nathan just tell me how that much that's gonna cost I'll, I'll fix it uh, oh really yeah and he paid for it he paid for it yeah so, so he just reinforced your behavior yeah <laughs> it's not the first time that's happened I remember when I was a kid uh we had a fun fair in like in Dubai and um there was a ring toss yeah. And it was really weird because it wasn't like you ring, you toss the ring onto like a cone or whatever. It was set up so you toss the ring onto what you would win. So it's like, so there's like degrees of difficulty, right? Because not everything's going to land the same way. So there was a car, that I, a toy car that I wanted that was there. I was probably five. Okay. Um, so I kept tossing this thing on a car and the car is not meant to hold a ring. Um so obviously it failed all three, four times. And I started crying and they felt bad for me. So they gave me the car. <laughs> oh, no. 
that's where it started. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I, I distinctly remember because my sister won something, but she won it actually. She actually earned it. And I, as we were as we were going home, she was like giving me a hard time because she was like, see, you, did, you didn't even, you, did, you cried and you got that. You didn't even win it. And so, I mean, she was right. It, looking back, both, both instances were so manipulative. Because uh, I, because I was, I, I wasn't intentionally manipulative. I guess I should, I should make that. Clear. Yeah, then that's fine. Um, uh, but... Until you learned that you could do that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's get it going. Cool. Welcome to Lost in the Grid. This is episode eleven. Episode yeah. eleven. I every every time I, I give give an episode count, I get more and more excited that we got to said episode. This is beyond kind of where I thought we would get. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought I when we did the first six, I was like, okay, this is probably, you know, where it's gonna stop. Oh, you thought it was gonna end at six. I thought so. Um I didn't want it to, but I you know, like you know, just kind of preparing yourself mentally. Because of the break and everything. Because that of the was break, yeah. I think we go two weeks away, it's transitioning to a new year. <laughs> Anyways, uh yeah, so this is um episode eleven. We're two um journeymen taking a journey and talking about said journey. journey? All right. Yeah. I, well, you know, I guess journeyman has a negative connotation too, because it's to how be, is it negative? You're just like moving around all the time. I think journeyman's like the entry stage of becoming a profession, like a journeyman carpenter is like I think the beginning stage. Oh, really? Or like journeyman anything. Well, a journeyman in like basketball is just or sports is just someone who just keeps going from team to team. Oh, I didn't know that terminology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so if like there's a player who's been in like five or six different teams, he's called he's referred to as a journeyman. That's that kind of neatly transitions into what we were going to talk about today a little bit okay uh, so what were we going to talk about well this was kind of your uh you suggested i think last time that the conversation was like i think your reaction was do i belong in this yeah okay. world yeah i think i came out of it extremely frustrated you enjoyed that for some reason you really <laughs> yeah like you you mentioned that this is your, your favorite recording in in the recording you mentioned that well i liked that you were getting uh, annoyed and agitated. Fru- frustrated and i well so to be fair though you didn't read it i read mm-hmm, it that's and, true. I, I, and i had to remind remind myself that at like the while i was feeling all these feelings and then you're getting my because i don't fully understand it either so you're getting my like halfways understood version mm-hmm. so it kind of completely makes sense that it wouldn't fully translate it doesn't and it doesn't like but the this it is like we were playing a game of telephone but at the same time, I do really trust your your. Um... Well, that's your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but I do though. I trust your perspective and I trust your analysis. That for for me, that was like enough of uh, enough information to just kind of make my own decisions. And the fact that like I re- I was really struggling with it. Uh, you're right. Like I hadn't read it. I didn't know everything about it. And it's not necessarily important that I have to understand it, but it just kind of reminded me of the place that I was in where 
it's not like a one-off thing. Like, it's not that I don't only understand John May's work. I, there's a lot of things I don't understand. And it's just, it was just a quick reminder of, yeah, like, where, where am I? And what am I, what am I doing now? And what am I trying to do? And it was very reminiscent to our first conversation we had, like, ever about in the podcast about, you know, what are we, what are we doing? And like, so it's more like, what am I, what am I doing? And where do I fit in? Where do I, like, it was just all these like questions started kind of bubbling up, which I guess, um, in terms of a conversation, that's a very successful one because it makes you question a lot of things. It makes you, it lingered with okay. me for sure. But then, yeah, it kind of like neatly lend itself to like, maybe that's something we could talk about today is our is our sense of belonging in this apparatus and this grid that we've kind of found ourselves in, you know, with the choices that we've made in the past. <laughs> right. Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel about all that? Well, I definitely can relate. Like we have these, um, or we used to have these beer and chips, like where the firm invites somebody to speak about their work. And it's not, you. it's actually most of the time not an architect. Mm -hmm. So you'd usually, like it would happen in the afternoon, you drop whatever you were doing. And you go to the conference room and then everybody watches. And then it's somebody who's, you know, well into their career and they have like a very definitive direction and mm -hmm. body of work. So you see all that and you're like, wow, that's great. Um, and then, yeah, I'll be like, well, shit, what am I <laughs> doing today that's going to end up? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter it's what it, what you're doing today. It's like, what are you doing in the grand scheme? Well, sometimes it's hard to see the grand scheme. And actually having done you know, like parts on projects that have now been finished, I can sort of see in those initial four years or whatever, there are aspects that are, I'm sure, going to carry forward. Mm -hmm. But it's not, like, I still don't see it. So I guess I took a very pragmatic approach to, like, where do I belong? Is like, where are, like, the actual real things that I can mm -hmm. belong within? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think this is exactly what you were thinking. Like, I picked out, like, you could be in, like, a big firm. Like, I'm mm -hmm. thinking, like, where do I belong as a person who has, like, an architectural degree and mm -hmm. about to get licensed? So, like, where could I be? It's kind of like a big firm, kind of like a little firm. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could transition to being in academia, teaching, um, or you do your, your own thing. Right. Um, yeah, I actually really like that order that you had established, you know, because it's it's a very specific example, you're right, about, like, it's it's your, like, you kind of, like, created those categories yeah but it's very fitting in itself because it kind of again ties back to this this concept that we had when we started this podcast about the grid where like uh being in a larger firm you're kind of in this very rigid grid yeah of, of like you know very specific information very specific tasks and then um on the other end is when you're doing your own thing and you're like uh, it can be anything you want. It's like it's very fluid. It's very uh, like right, yeah. Um, and that kind of led to this this conversation that we had about. So on one end, which is a very tight grid, it's like you have this level of comfort because you know your role, you know your tasks, you know everything you need to do. For yeah, I disagree a little bit with this, but yeah, sorry, I. I'm interrupting. No, no, that's fine. But uh, I, I'm curious about why you disagree. But I want, want to touch on that after. After I, I yeah. So so like what I, so what I saw is like yeah on one end because you have like a like a very clear set of rules uh, to follow. It's comfortable as like tasks and like of, of what you need to accomplish. In some ways, yeah, I, yeah. But and as as you progress, when it gets more fluid, there's a lot more chaos. I would say because there's a lot more. Um, I would swap, I mean, it's less sexy, but I think 
uncertainty for chaos because chaos i think is like random things can happen where i don't think like your office isn't going to turn upside down when you're working in it in your independent office but you're not going to be sure of where anything's sure okay from. yeah uncertainty so on one end it's comfort and the other end it's uncertainty um even you're right even if you're like having if you have an architecture office where you're like designing stuff see that's the thing though like if, if i were to if i were to function in that in that space where i had my own office i don't think it would purely be architecture sure and that, that's why i thought it would be a bit more chaotic because it's not just like one specific uh like line of thinking like architecture even though there's like many branches within it it's like a way of thinking but like let's just say i would have some silly but like architectures and sneaker design so i thought like you know uh, chaos in the sense that it's just like a lot of thoughts and ideas of very different ways of doing things kind of existing in one and is it though i'm sure there'd be underlying principles that would you would take from design of a building apply to a shoe or vice versa yeah and i'm that's been that's been done before uh like for one of, this is like a silly tangent, but like one of uh, uh, Nike's premier models that came out in 1987, I think. <laughs> uh, it's like the Air Max, the Nike Air Max One. They had just established these airbags, right? And they, the designer wanted to expose it. So his his uh, reference was uh, Sandra Pompidou okay. by Renzo Piano because it was like exposed uh, mechanical instruction. Yeah, like yeah. Everything was exposed. So, so you're right. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Maybe it isn't as chaotic as I'm as I'm envisioning it. Envisioning it, it's more uncertain. So yeah, those are the two spectrums that I kind of established. I'm curious, like, why you kind of disagree with comfort being on one end. Uh, well, I think there's definitely more opportunity for it to become like the comfort. You're doing one thing. It's very like we both worked at big firms and we both worked at small firms. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're sort of the two categories that mm -hmm. I think are easiest to talk about. And at a big firm, you definitely have like a clear hierarchy. Somebody is like driving the bus mm -hmm. uh, and then you're sort of doing tasks along the way. But I, I have found that there are points where you get to like a cliff and it's not like a gradual thing. It's like, boom, here mm -hmm. you go. And then you're like, OK, I've never done this before. Mm -hmm. I got to figure all this out. And it's like a bigger machine. Um, and then as a student, I worked at a small firm and they would send me to like construction meetings alone because there was just nobody there. And I'd be, you know, 20 sitting there like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, and so you get thrown a lot of different ways. So maybe you're more used to it, actually. So maybe <laughs> maybe you're right. Like maybe <laughs> it's harder to get that um, exposure to different things. It's definitely harder to get exposure to different things at a bigger firm I think like you're wear so many different hats at a small firm because so many things are going on right so I guess in that sense yeah so the the reason why I said comfort um and the small firm perspective is tricky because you're right you 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 kind of have to do the tasks of five that you would normally do as one person in a firm because they are, everything is a lot more streamlined in a larger firm because so, it's a lot more efficient right yeah I agree with some of that. I think there is, like, I've been more uncomfortable at the big firm that I'm at than I ever was at the smaller. And it could be because, like, my role is different. Like, I'm not a student anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so getting more responsibility. But then I think there's more people you can <laughs> rely down. on. Yeah. Or oh. let down, actually. So that's the two ways of look. <laughs> so there's people you can rely on on a larger firm. Therefore, like, you have that, that like, safety net. 
like if, if you don't know how to do something, you can reach out to them and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this is how you do it. Well, I'm thinking of it was during construction where there's like a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. and there isn't that person right there that you can call because it's a big firm and they're mm-hmm. doing other things. Right. So like, okay, I got to at least say something here. Right. I can't do nothing. And that's where I felt more. Whereas like at the smaller firm, if something like that came up in the meeting, the guy's just right there because there's five of us. Right. Like, hey, this is what happened this afternoon. I don't know. I, I have like my experience with the larger firm versus the smaller firm. is just, it was, It's so drastically different because uh, in, 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 in the larger firm, like the re- that's the reason why I felt the way I uh, am when I described the spectrum. It's because I'm like very comfortable with my role in the firm, right? Um, um, because I like I know what I what I what I what's expected of me, what I need to do. But when I was at a smaller firm, it wasn't as clear those sets of rules. So it was like sometimes I I found myself doing things that because because there's more room to breathe, which is which I think is great. You can also like mess up, and and that just gets even more amplified when you have your own. Or when you when you're doing your when you're creating your own thing, like it's, if you're creating it for yourself, there's no worry about messing anything up. But we're kind of like pay, like you know we're kind of the the artists and we have a patron and we kind of cater to what they what they require, right? Like as architects, I mean, obviously there are like exa- um, exceptions to that. But how would you handle? It? Um, I don't know. I've never like <laughs> I I don't know. I haven't done mu- enough of my own work to know it's definitely so i've had like very limited experience working alone but i find it even hard to say here's how much i'm gonna like charge you oh like, here's I, all of that. I, I i'm so glad you brought that up yeah I, I don't know how to do that i don't know how to value what i what i uh create like putting a value on myself when i'm creating something of my own is like one of the hardest things to do i don't think it's a value of yourself it's the work oh like, what value can't... of the work yeah exactly um uh, it's yeah it's one of the hard like is it too high is it too low well I was just more concerned about the person being like that's way too much I'm not paying you that yeah and then I so I sort of like preemptively reduced the number yeah that's not good I feel like if somebody says that you are too expensive it's not it's not your issue if you feel like you're worth the money that you're quoting yourself at then that's what you need to stick your guns to because I mean within reason well, I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, like, hey, yeah, I'm going to like, it's going to be like, of course, everything within reason. Like I'm operating in this notion that we're both reasonable people. But if we, if we. Yeah, but the process of getting to that number isn't like, oh, this is what I feel. I think you need to like. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So, so you don't feel like you're comfortable now or you're not in the comfort level now. Uh, well, it depends. Um, I think once, no, once there's a project, there's enough to sort of like get into but there's always going to be somebody there that you can ask i guess it's it's a bit different like i'm waiting on a project to really be on right now Mm -hmm. so there's like a bunch of different things hopping around and yeah in that sense when it's like let's you know you're not comfortable it's not that actually it's when i am comfortable because nothing's there's no like deadlines that i'm responsible for i mean there are but they're kind of like very routine and comfortable deadlines because it's the same thing for different sites right Right. Um, it's when it gets into a specific project and then there's the whole apparatus of consultants right dd like going through the full project is when it's like okay this is not comfortable so i guess like i mean based on your answer i guess you know what what the issue with the word comfort is because there's so many different meanings to it uh, there's like how you like feel on a day-to-day basis. But right. then there's like the overarching 
issue of like being comfortable where you know you have your work you have everything clear for you to do and this is not all right this is any any job and that's like a a comfortable routine right you just kind of have like a yeah a very clear like nine to five and then when you go one step in to closer to uncertainty um it's a bit less so like you have you have a bit more things that you need to deal with beside the work itself yeah and i think this is where the difference between big firm and little firm comes yeah in. exactly right um so it's not just you're not purely in that in that architectural or design space um and then you had mentioned something about like this third space which is teaching well yeah so this was um because we originally thought or like what prompted me to do this was you saying where do i belong mm-hmm. do i belong um and then i was thinking okay well like where can i belong mm-hmm. based on where i am now and where I like, I'd consider going. So teaching, I think, is more from the outside because I've only been a TA, so I've mm-hmm. never been um, like a sessional lecturer, I guess. But the way that I've seen people that that's their job do it, like mm-hmm. they teach, and then they have their time to do their own research. Mm-hmm. So I think you get sort of even more um, freedom. And I don't know what it is like to actually be a full time teacher. I'm sure you're very constrained to the. Uh, what do you like the syllabus of the course like right. what the design objectives are so you probably don't actually no you do come with your lens like I, the good instructors we had all had a very specific way of approaching mm-hmm. uh, a project and so they would yeah they'd get to you like i'm sure they were doing their own projects um, developing their lens mm-hmm. and then using that lens to teach and i think that's kind of the most interesting uh, or like where you would grow the most as your own or sharpen your own lens or focus it or whatever you say. Right. So that's where I think it's like the most uncomfortable, the most um, uncomfortable because you're sort of driving everything. Like this is what you're going to do. You're choosing what you're interested in. Right. So to, to visualize the chart that you had laid out, yeah. you had on the on the leftmost end, you had big firm. Yeah. And then the everything that entailed and then in the middle of well not so i what the i think next call the yeah. next call thank you uh <laughs> was the 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 small firm and everything it entailed and then it was teaching and everything yeah. it entailed and then uh pure art i think is what, <laughs> what i was gonna keep that secret <laughs> it's too uh pretentious <laughs> no i think that's perfect but pure like that far column that pure art is things that like don't even make sense it's like people that are like Kurt Vonnegut once wrote about three types of people. There's like the creative types. This is like that far column that mm-hmm. you're just like spinning in orbit. Like nobody make it don't make sense to anybody. Mm-hmm. Then there's like the types that like build things. They're very pragmatic. They don't pay attention to the people like spinning in space. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the middle type that can understand the people spinning in space, but they also understand like the <laughs> the bureaucratic types and right. they sort of bridge the gap between. So I don't think you get to that pure art form by being in school, by <laughs> being in work. I think the way it works, I think, is like you specialize in something. You do really awesome in school. You find your lens and then you keep developing it. And then and then you do your own thing, right? Um, so just going back to kind of where we were, were at, did I ask you the question, like, where do you think you belong? Like, I, I know I asked you at the beginning of it and you didn't have an answer, but do you, do you kind of consider oh, it? Um, I mean, I think I belong in some ways where I am, but like I miss certain things. Like I miss um, the readings and it, it's hard to have a 
like in school, there's the grid of the school acting on you and yeah. you have to do all these courses and then you find, some, or at least I find things that I'd be interested in and you get to like dive into it. Yeah. And then there's other people, professors that, you know, are giving you, they're like, okay, you're hungry here, here. Yeah. Um, and I miss that. So I, now I'm in a, like a very, you know, I'm just all column, far left column and right. I'd like to experience different um, columns, but it's hard to jump columns, I guess. Um, well, there's no reason why you have to be in one or the other, right? You can be a hybrid. Yeah, but there's like a very limited, like I want to also enjoy a life, right? Yeah, <laughs> so that's true. That's true. You could probably like moonlight and teach, but that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, and maybe there's opportunity to experiment with that. But yeah, I miss readings like that or, um, yeah, I don't know. I try to like keep plugged in well that's what this podcast is mm -hmm. helping with actually i'll try to read things to be like oh, i think I'll this have... is this is um this is pure art man uh yeah yeah it could be because we're not really there's no it could be yeah because there's not no reason for us to be doing this <laughs> there's nothing for us yeah um, like there's there's no there's like we like i i agree with you um um the, the more i like try to understand where I belong. I, I like I do belong in the far left col column now because uh, it's it's helping me become a better version of uh, a designer. And it's kind of exposing me to a lot of things that you would never get exposed to otherwise. If you don't like function within that apparatus, you would never understand, you know, what, what, oh. what it entails. Yeah. So so like in, in, in the, like the pursuit of knowledge, um, being in the far left corner is the right place. Um, but I, I, I am what the future entails. I have no idea, obviously. But um, at some point, I, I want to venture down further towards the right. I know, and I'm not saying exclusively that. Um, you're right. I mean, we, we do need to have a life. But I, I feel like there is a balance that, need, that can be struck where you're kind of dealing with, you know, let's just say the, the big firm perspective of a, of you know, functioning and, and then kind of also dabbling in the pure art. And yeah, you're right. The podcast, well, I mean, yeah, the podcast is one of that. And then, um, but I, I kind of want to push that even more. Just keep pushing and pushing uh, on that door and kind of seeing what, what I get out of it. Um, I, I think uh, in my like self-reflection of this whole where do I belong conversation, I realized that... Um, there's, there's no harm in kind of being where you are now and kind of uh, functioning in another like more abstract space. So while I'm very comfortable being in this, the big firm apparatus, I can introduce a bit of like this is where I wanted chaos. Like I, I could introduce a bit of chaos into that by like exploring a bit of my pure art life. <laughs> right. Um um, yeah, you're right. The podcast is great that way. I mean, it's it's pure art in a in a in a in a way, but it's also not because we still have like a very rigid way of doing things in it. Like what we say and what we talk about are like like super random. But like you know, we we go out at a certain time. We have like a certain order of how well, we. Well, you need some kind of structure. Yeah, like yeah. even like writing is, I think one of the most uh, or the art form that I like the most. Uh, and it's like very structured. Would like you would story. you write your own book? Uh, if I had something to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, you're showing up at biweekly on a biweekly basis with something to say. 
I mean, something important to say. <laughs> no, I don't know. I actually took a writing course because we got like a free credit when we graduated. We did. You could take a free um, continuing education class. Missed out on that. I think it expired within two years. So yeah, you did. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, but it was hard, man. Like I'm not. It doesn't come naturally. Like we would have to write. Um, it was something like 500 words a week. Like you'd have to bring like a new piece that you want other people to read. Right. So it was a lot. I was like, okay, I got to start this like now, and then like. Oh, and it's just get... like creative writing. Yeah. Okay. That is hard. That's actually something I've always wanted to do as well. I've wanted to write. Uh, I w I've always wanted to develop a graphic novel. Okay. But like you said, I have nothing to say. Um, so um, it's very difficult to, to write something and draw something when you have nothing to say with that. Graphic novel, eh? Yeah. What do you think? Okay, that's interesting. I've kind of like, I would like to do, like when I was a kid, that's what I used to make like little comics. Comics. Yeah. I used to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have a story. I don't have a, I don't have a perspective to put out. And I think that would be a beautiful form of pure art when, whenever that's, whenever I could do it. But at this moment, it's not even something I think about because I don't literally don't have anything to say. Let's uh, think about this some more. Okay. <laughs> you want to you pursue this? Yeah. Well, there, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but I went on a, you, there was like that app where you could read graphic novels. Oh, yeah. And there was one about like a guy who goes to art school. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's just like the, the comic is his early years after graduating. Right. So and it's like, meta. Kind of. Yeah. Because it's about a guy who wants to draw comic books. Right. And then the comic is anyway, it was pretty good. And like it didn't. Yeah, I love that. I like it's uh, we've discussed that. I like I, I have such a hard time reading graphic novels are the things I can read the easiest. That medium just appeals to me so much. Okay. So here's an idea. Okay. There, I think we talked about this book before like you were looking at my bookshelf and you saw the one two three four four three two one or four three two one <laughs> so it's the guy he's a writer in the book yeah um and then he has four different versions of life and yeah. four different careers but right. they're all like around writing we could make a graphic novel like same person four different paths okay. like the big firm the small firm yeah. <laughs> okay. the teacher and then the, the pure artist yeah and see where that goes yeah i fucking love that idea <laughs> Okay, let's think. So then, yeah. And then we need to figure out a way to do this like in chunks, right? So like yeah. there's... So, so hold up. So let's, let's try and understand. Wow, this is not a conversation I expected, but I love it. <laughs> um, so are we each taking a, a, a category or are we doing a version of each? Uh, I don't know. So the way the book is structured, mm -hmm. like there's four chapter ones, four chapter two, like there's seven chapters each storyline. Okay. So, so that means we're doing a one of each. I think it would be more interesting to alternate. So like, you know, those stories where you say a word, I say a word. Mm -hmm. We do like chapter one of version one you would do. And then yeah. I would do chapter two of version or chapter two of version one. Yeah. And then you would st or I would start chapter. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hold up, hold up. So let's just say I do chapter one of. Uh, the big firm. Like we can name yeah. the categories. Okay, yeah. <laughs> chapter one of the the big firm. Then you would do chapter two of the big firm. Yeah. Then I would do chapter three of the big firm. Yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah, I love this. I love this. This is great. We need to figure out how to do this. Um, wow, that's great. 
<laughs> what made you think of that? That's incredible. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the pieces were all right in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I love that idea. That's incredible. Holy shit. Yeah, because it's like always been like a like a thing of mine. Like, because it's just like it's just such a beautiful medium. Uh, but now let's yeah let's explore this. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, yeah I think that's a that's a good way to kind of like it's kind of an interesting cliffhanger that we've kind of just adapted uh, to our conversation. But yeah, like how do you feel? How do you feel now that we talked about it, it was a it was a weird conversation because. Again, is again, it's one of those like no real resolutions at the end of it. Yeah. I think we're more kind of just. I think what we just did today is, um, in this effort of trying to answer where we belong, we kind of really understood where we could belong. Yeah. And I think that's always the first best step, like in in your in a in your journey of trying to figure out where you are, where could you go? Yeah. So um, I'm kind of glad we had this chat. Yeah. No, I uh, I get energized by these still, so I think that's. Oh, yeah. a good sign that's a good sign yeah um are we gonna are we, do we have a would you rather plan today um i don't have one planned i'm also kind of bummed so there's a podcast that's very similar to ours like that's actually successful and they had this thing <laughs> man we're only 11 episodes in we could be successful <laughs> well they had this thing and it was always called hypothetical oh no but it's essentially a would you rather and i didn't clue in that it's the same so i don't know if we can even do Wait, which, which podcast is this? The the life of an architect one. Oh, I haven't I haven't listened to that. It's like the they started when they were already successful architects and already you know yeah. made it. So it's a bit different because we're oh so we're at the other end of where they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder when he started his blog. But so, do you think their hypotheticals are kind of like looking back versus our would you rather's? They're kind of looking forward. No, they're, they called him, I listened to an episode recently, and he was like, we we're going to do a would you rather. And I was like, shit, but it, it took him saying that for me to clue in that it's the same. You know, the thing is, though, just because somebody else does it doesn't mean we can't. Because no. it's not like they're saying the same things that we are. No, and there's so many different... Um, and like I, bet you they never, I bet you they never had a conversation about an earth hole. Maybe not. <laughs> um, I mean, we call them yay or nays or something. <laughs> okay, here. So we came up with those four different categories of like where you could be as a young designer, mm -hmm. recently graduated. Mm -hmm. Would you rather be able to like live those four? So you get to live from, you know, your mid-20s to your mid-30s mm -hmm. four times. So you get like the experience of all of, of each, them. yeah. Um, so we're basically just writing the graphic novel right now. Yeah, but you, well, hang on. So like you could choose to get all of those four. Um, In a row. Or simultaneously somehow. Like you'd finish at 35 having the experience of 40 years behind you in each of those different categories. So you could like then synthesize what you learned okay, now to I, that point that so, you were talking about. So now about. I got to visualize this. So are we living like day one, four times, day two, four times, day three, four times? Um, I think you get to choose how you do it. So you could be doing it four times or you could do, I'm going to live 25 to 35 all in a row yeah. in stream, big firm. Yeah. And then I'm going to start like hit done. Go back. Go back to 25 and <laughs> live from 25 to 35 at a small firm. Yeah. And, you know, all the and way so through. And so on and so forth. Okay. And so you're still finishing at 35 with okay. all of that. Okay. So, so where are we going with this then? Well, <laughs> 
you could choose to do that or <laughs> I don't know, or have like guaranteed success in one of those four streams. But you don't know which one. Oh yeah, sure. You, it's a they're going to shake the dice. It's and you're going to be really successful and big. Oh shit, son. Um, but you're not guaranteed success at all if you explore. Well, no, but like if you've spent forty years getting to thirty-five, you're probably going to figure some things out. I would think. But you're not doing. You're not spending forty years doing the same. Like you're not. You're not like sharpening. Yeah, yeah, but that should make you even more unique at 35. That's true, that's like... true. You have like four worldly views. Yeah. Um I would honestly, I would it's the it's the the only thing like preventing me from choosing the second one, the roll of the dice is that it's a roll of the dice cuz um I would want to be successful on my own terms. Um rather than like okay, uh you're you're going to be a teacher and you're going to be a great teacher but you're going to be a teacher and it's i just feel like the decision's been robbed from me so i wouldn't want that so i would much rather live 40 years for between 10 years okay it's going to be interesting though what happens once you're 35 like well then you get to do what you will do you like end up in like this large white room with four doors and you kind of decide okay this is the door that i want to oh go that's to? a good question because then you're going to be like confronted with potentially four different families four different... <laughs> oh my god so what happens if like you know you like the version of your family on like category a but you like doing <laughs> category d um maybe your life's just over that you got to experience <laughs> Um, ah, oh shit. Now, now you have me, uh, but that part doesn't really make sense. I no, no. Get... I mean, like, let's just say like everything else, all the, all the major details are kind of the same. So the place you work, the, another, another place you work, but the place you live, the people you're with, your friends, they're all identical in all four categories. It's just, uh, we're, okay. it's just like who you are and your sense of belonging in, in the, in your space as a designer. That's, You've had, yeah. Okay. That's the variation. Uh, if that were the case, I'm 100% doing type A because I get to explore all four avenues before I have to decide. I'm like, you know what? Pure art isn't for me because I can't handle that. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, I'd, I'd much rather be in a big firm than, you know, be a teacher. You know, th th like I know those four for sure. Um, it's, it's, it's funny though because they both they both kind of amount to the same thing. Like you both would you rather so would end up in the same space because you're right. If you have forty years of experience and you're not successful, <laughs> uh, holy crap, man! How did you shit the bed on that one? <laughs> um, so it's like it's essentially the same kind of. Okay, right? so here's a curveball. Okay, hello so curveball. <laughs> it's the one like you get to live four times like that same period of time or you could pick anybody in the world and experience their <gasps> 25 to 35 oh but then after 35 you got to go back to your own life yeah and but you don't know what you like what happens to your life in that time period that you're no, you're just collecting that experience it's the same way oh like, so like time hasn't really passed so you essentially would go back to 25 of your life uh no you're still you live your 25 to 35 and okay. then you get to experience somebody experiences else. somebody else's Man. Oh shit, son! That's so you could be like LeBron James from twenty-five to thirty-five. See, the thing is that, that it's not—it's not as you, like if you were to live there twenty-five to thirty-five first, 
then live your 25 <laughs> to 35? I would love it. But but then you lived your 25 to 35 and then you lived theirs and then you got to go back to your sad little life. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but you know what? It's more it's it's a more interesting question to do that because it's an obvious answer if you were to, you know, live somebody else's 25 to 35 and then you go and you take what you've learned from their lives and adapt it to, into your own. This one is a it's a it's a it's a harder question to answer. Uh, and it'd be like, who would you choose that you'd be happy to go with with your life at the end of it? And kind of. Well, it'd be weird, too, because you're not going to be in, you'd just be sitting there. Oh, so you're observing. not even making decisions. You're just kind of. I don't living. think you. I don't know. Maybe you are. You become. You're right, because if, you know, if you were to live somebody else's life and you would do you would control it, you're not living their life. You'd just be a different person. You're just like living your life in somebody else's body. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Observer. I like that. I like the observer. Uh, who's? But who? Do you know who you would want to be? I don't know that. I. It, it would be like ten years of just sitting there, like observing things, would be such. A trip. Well, I mean, you get to experience their emotions. Let's just say your your emotional control is connected to theirs. So when they feel happy, you feel happy. When they feel sad, yeah, yeah, it'd be total immersion. But yeah, you're just sitting there watching. But are you? But that are you aware that you're in it? No. Maybe you're only aware that you're. Then in how it. are you even getting that? Like once you just, once you only get it once you get out of it. This is a trip. I don't know. Because <laughs> what if that's us right now? <laughs> um, okay, you know what? Fine. Yeah, you know, you know, you're in somebody else's body, but you don't have control. But you have you 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 feel their happiness, you feel their sadness, you feel their anger. Uh, it's like a big ass roller coaster ride. It's like a mental roller coaster ride. Mm. But do you know who you would be in? Like whose mind you'd be in? Uh, yeah, probably. Like people that I know that are in those categories. Like I could pick somebody who's, you know, the teacher artist, the small firm person. I don't know anybody that's pure art, but I could find somebody in that. I think I would want to be in like a, a like a pure art, like a pure creator Just mindset. Just to see how it goes. Like, um, well, I don't think like a, the pure artist exists in on its own. Like I don't think that person ever ever exists. There's always some connection to another category. Right. Yeah. So like even like someone, let's just say like because uh, I saw his book uh, recently, Virgil. Like, right. He's like he's an example of pure art functioning in another category in a in a rigid category. So it'd be interesting to see his mindset or or like you know yeah he'd be a good one yeah or like even like someone like. Michael Jordan or someone like that, you know, who's kind of just kind of just like making, you know, the most out of whatever he's been given and stuff like that. Or uh, actually, you know, it's it's very it touches very like close to home a bit now because like they're gone. But Daft Punk fucking like, that would be interesting because you only had one person's perspective in a, in a two person group. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> But that would be very cool too, right? Like the way they develop their music and the, how they think about, like you know, how they created stuff. Right. Um, so that's the thing, right? You get to like experience their thought. So essentially, it's not a total loss when you like leave their body at thirty-five. You're you still have all their experience. You would understand their process, yeah. So so maybe then like you'd be like the daftest punkist or something. Like you'd be yeah. like the version two, and then everyone would be like, oh, he he just sounds like uh, Daft Punk. No, but then you'd have like Michael Jordan's tenacity. And <laughs> <laughs> but it would be, it would be, uh, I would love to do that actually. Yeah. 
can you like but yeah can you name of like a couple of people that you would want to oh if we're going like historical people i think i'd want to do uh a writer like david foster wallace would be a, a trip to be did he live till 35 he did okay he lived till 40 okay uh that could be a risky one yeah because <laughs> That's the thing, right? Because you, you, you experience like what his emotions and like he he he's, he's was very open about how he dealt with his uh, depression and stuff like that, right? I don't know. I haven't heard like I've read a bunch of his books, but I haven't listened to that I, many I, interviews. I think I, I think I read something where he would like talk about it. So the fact that you get to experience it, like really, like how would you come out of it, is a is a is an interesting thing. That's so true. I did not think of that. Like I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I thought about you know like how would embrace their accomplishments that they're as, you know, and like kind of learn their process. But it's, pe- like people's minds are like messed up. Like uh, you yeah. can always, like what if you get caught in that? Like just because Michael Jordan was able to handle his adversity with the tenacity that I don't have that tenacity. I well, that's the ha- thing. <laughs> I only have it when I'm in his body, but like when I'm in my own body, what if I'm just going to like crumble uh, with the expectations uh, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and sit down to write and there's nothing there because yeah, yeah. you've just been observing somebody else do that's, that's like, yeah, it's like, because everyone is who they are based on experiences they've had in the past and, you know, uh, things that it's everything's formed for them through experience. Right. And the fact that we're not getting the first 25 years of their experience and we're getting like a, a middle chunk, uh, they've already formed themselves as an individual by that point, And we've already formed ourselves as an individual at that point. So you're, you're getting like you, you're kind of reading the middle chapters of a book without knowing how it starts or ends. I think I might go back to option A and just live <laughs> myself four times. I don't know. It's so enticing, though, this this idea. No, because I think you would just see how it was done and come back with none of the ability. That's true. Like, yeah, just because I lived in Michael Jordan's body does not mean I'm going to, like, start playing basketball by the age of 35. But you, yeah. Uh, I mean, at 35, Michael was great, but like, again, like I'm 5'9", and he's 6'5". It's not like I'm going to get taller by the time, like, you know, I'm done. Um, I don't know. It's still so enticing. Like, I would love to be in, like, the brains of some artists that, and yeah, maybe, like, understand, even if I can understand, like, 10% of the way they do things, I would consider that a win. Mm. Uh, The baggage that it comes with, I wouldn't know how to deal with it until I, but I, I, I would, yeah, I would think I would do that, man. I wouldn't do the four, four days at a time. <laughs> that was a trip. That was such a trip. Um, anyways, uh, I think that's a good way to end it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, uh, I'm kind of like, visu- like, I'm trying to visualize how the whole observing thing is like, I'm kind of like, like, I see like this like dark expanse and then it's just like one spotlight on you and you kind of have like a big ass tv screen of what the the life of that person is and you're like connected with all these notes to experience all her emotions and stuff <laughs> that's what i'm visualizing no i think you'd be right in you'd be assuming like all the decisions that are being made you're making but you're really not you're just purely right. observing them so which is why i was like what if that's what it is for us now like not like we have somebody 
observing what we're doing, but that we are just observing what's happening and thinking that we can oh, <laughs> do stuff. Uh, you've seen the movie Get Out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw it together. Yeah. It's kind of like that, where he's... How does that work again? They take the... They take control of the body, though, yeah, don't they? Yeah, and then, but the, the, the person's still trapped in it. Inside. And, <laughs> yeah, so you'd be the person trapped inside. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, but in his in his instance, he knows that he's trapped inside. So, you'd know you'd be. Okay, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and <laughs> we just we just wrote this the the idea for get out without that intention, but but it's in our head, so maybe that's what kind of caused us to think it. Anyways, let's wrap it up. All right. All right. Thank you so much uh, for listening to episode 11 of yeah. Lost in the Grid. Uh, uh, please check us out at our Instagram, Lost in the Grid Cast. We, sh- we should keep updating that. Um, yeah. This is Al and this is Nithin. And have a great day. See Bye. you guys.